1: Yo, Luke, UFC 278's coming up. We should talk about it, like with no punches pulled, like getting right to the core of what it's actually all about, even if it's defense, people, even if it's not
0: PC. Is this, all, about, is this fucking thing on? I'm talking about real Dude, talk. Fuck,
2: man, just uh. At least you guys are telling me in advance which one we're doing. This time.
1: <laughs> you know, before the pregame preview, you gotta let out all the negative, right? The fluid, the the, the vibe that was in you reporting, You know what I mean? Come in, bedroom. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if
0: this is legal, right? <laughs> Chuck, can you be S- a S- boy. or S- 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 thing S- S- out, is <laughs> that the old joke? Wait, Brian, you be the old ticket. I uh, don't fucking put that shit on me. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Wow! <laughs> wow!
1: Can't believe this happened. Okay. Hey, let's go
0: talk like men do. All right. Hi there. On August twentieth, live on pay-per-view, the UFC for the second time ever in their history returns to salt lake city, Utah. Yes. Salt lake city, Utah for UFC 278. Kamaru Usman will defend his welterweight title against a longtime contender and previous foe Leon Edwards. We're here to talk about it. This is the morning combat UFC 278 pregame preview. Luke Thomas, Brian, the king of Connecticut Campbell. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. And at the end, you know, that dirt bag, there he is himself. The man in the hat. Chuck, truck you've ball. been around enough. You've been on this
1: show enough to know what we expect from you on a pregame preview, right? Yes.
2: And I take a little bit of offense at the king of Connecticut. Now, remember, I'm also from Connecticut, but I am known as the mayor of the nutmeg state. So okay. I'll take that. He's okay. also the to...
0: jester at the same time. So it's kind okay, of, yes, uh, yeah, okay. it, 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 it works for both ways. <laughs> 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 what kind of talk should we expect in this one? Do uh, you want to sell the merch now? Is that what this is about? <laughs> Wanna well, sell some shirts? I'm drinking my milk boy's dad
1: seltzer, hard dad <laughs> seltzer. Because I'm a hard dad, okay? Been hitting it.
0: He has been hitting that. It's no. like the fifth of those. By the way, did you put the awards there? I just noticed no, that. No, I didn't. I win those, though. You do win those. Yeah. Congratulations, Brian. Chuck,
1: have you ever been close to tragedy or Not a repeat been close to, to folks you back back had? Yeah, we're going back <laughs> to back-to-back to back that shit. Anyway, Salt Lake City, John Stockton country, right. monogamy country. You That's know right. what I'm talking about? Blue Where a man could be liquor. a man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, This is a peculiar location. Yep. A bit of a peculiar card. A bit of a peculiar card. Top heavy. Top heavy yes, for sure. For sure. Uh, interesting. It's been a fun summer. There's big fights on the horizon for UFC. There's not too much negative you can say, but a little bit
0: light for a pay-per-view card. And I
1: feel like we're saying that a little bit more than normal of late.
0: I would agree. And I would say, Chuck, as the guest here, seems to me, here's my theory. What do you make of it? In line with what BC is making, which I think is totally correct. The UFC is now going on the road. And I think to, they, they. It's just a. it's a finite roster. They're robbing Peter to pay Paul from, they're making great fight night cards up and down, and that comes at a cost of still having a decent main card, and especially some better fights um, at the very top, but it is costing it in terms of the overall depth. True or false?
2: I think that's true on whole, and I mean, you could look down the event of schedules and kind of find this phenomenon, pretty much. You don't find too many where all five fights on the main card of a pay-per-view our must see TV, mm. or even like where there's that bang for your buck well, fight like Wait, the a, l- wait one. a few weeks and Abu Dhabi we will see. Well, that again. is yeah. actually the one, but I mean obviously they're getting a lot of money to do that one. Um and, but this, and
0: 279 this, has a strong main event. I mean yeah. the strongest main event with Hamza and Diaz, sure. but the rest of the card oh, yeah, so is. The, the rest go
2: like to the wayside. But right. um it's not the it's not the worst card though. Honestly, like when you look at it, there are three very strong fights and then there's some, there's some little intrigues in this. I feel like it's actually a a little bit stronger an offering than
0: we've seen in previous. I actually think it won't really matter. I, mean, I don't know what you can charge in Salt Lake City, but the gate will be good, right? Second time USC's Sold ever out. come. First time Sold pay-per-view because yeah. the last one was a fight night between Caceres and Rodriguez. Wow, damn. I that. Uh, so I think that's right. Dry County, or, too, or I'll get, dead, I'll get dead. I'll get dead wrong for it. Either way, no, no wait. Is it
2: really what? a dry county? Or it's or a dry state. Do you have to
0: go to like uh, the, You can go to like the state-run. I'm told the laws are uneven geographically. I don't know. Really I, don't no I right right. get it either. So the ski power in many ways. I
1: don't want to. Of well, wet Tuesday, what are you? What are
2: you drinking there, Chuck? Uh, some kind of rose IPA that uh, the crew has hooked
1: me up. With. I, uh, are you back on the sauce? Steph? No,
0: no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta mind my alcohol intake.
1: Yeah, we've been, <laughs> been there. I've been, I'm there with fast food. You know, I, I, I can't.
0: I, you know, Listen, gotta you catch know, you
2: in Vegas if I'm gonna see you.
0: Exactly. It's like I got, I got that out of my system. I think I'm good for a little while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Chuck. Let's start at the very top because it is a highly interesting contest between. Kamar Usman, maybe, probably in most people's view, the pound-for-pound best fighter in the sport, taking on a guy who he has previously fought, is a long-time, very deserving contender. UFC's tried to put him in some spots to give him some brighter spotlights more recently, even though there's been uneven uh, yeah, remember issues. Remember
1: when they stuck him backstage with Masvidal? That was a good spot.
0: Yeah, okay, it's been <laughs> uneven, but, like, they gave him the, D- the DS fight. I think that did some did some good for him. Okay, but, Chuck... Yeah. When you think about the significance of this fight or the best way to interpret it, what is it? Is it strictly just a thing that Kamar Usman's trying to add to his legendary resume? Or is it? Is there sort of more appeal to it beyond no, I mean, that? mean, again, just, of course, Edwards could win, yes.
2: I think so. I mean, obviously, like, he is chasing history very quietly, very quietly chasing history at this point, right? If he wins this, 16 fights and really ties Anderson Silva for the UFC's all-time mark. That matters. That's that it does something. matter, and it's like I think he is entering that goat conversation, uh, and this is just another notch in that. And I think that, given where Leon has been, you know, going back, what was it, 2015 or 16 when they fought last? It was I know I think it's it was 15. S- it was a long it was December, on. right? I, you know what's even crazier? Was I was at the fight, but I don't even really remember it that well because it was that long ago, right. and it was there was it was in Orlando. Still remember pieces of, it, but like just given all of that he's that he's been surging that hard coming up to get this fight and to like get you know the chance at this and how many travails he's had to go through from his perspective it's very easy to see the motivation and all the things that go into it from Camaro's perspective it's basically i think it is it's the next guy you know what i mean like he's had to kind of defend against guys he's faced before a couple of times now and he always shows up a little bit better a little bit more dialed in and uh, i just feel like this is just another legacy marker for him but it's crazy to me that how quiet this is, oh, yeah. considering that he's making that kind of history. You, know,
1: you do hear Dana not going the full on. Hey guys, uh, Baron von uh, yeah. Henan is the number one. Remember, he used to go full on press to tell you yes. how good Henan was. But you're actually hearing Dana saying, like, "Yeah, I kind of think if Camaro stays down this path, like he's going to be a goat before we know it. a goat, not the goat, but like in that conversation, he's well, never there lost is only one. He's never lost in the UFC." You could tie Anderson Silva that you mentioned with that win streak record. Chuck, something we talked about recently in Morning Combat, but I am interested in your side of it before we get into the matchup. Just looking at Kamaru, to actually get there, to actually get in that, you know, GSP, Anderson Silva, John Jones, Fedor, you know, that territory. Mm-hmm. The five, the upper, upper room. Does it have to be retiring undefeated in the UFC? Do we need a second division <sighs> weight class, which he's rumored at times as high as light heavyweight? I don't know. Or is it just keep winning and when you're ready to go, go? But...
2: Hamzat's coming. You know he's coming. Well, that's, I think that that's the, the, a big reason why it could, he could stay there. He could stay there. If Hamzat gets there, you know, and everything goes the way that it looks like it might happen, which almost never happens in MMA, by the way. But if that happens, he's able to get through Hamzat and he's able to keep going. I feel like he would, he'd just earn his, he would earn that keep, right? Like, I feel like he's already in the conversation of the GSP thing, even though he hasn't had the longevity yet. He's already in the conversation just given that he hasn't been in a lot of trouble. I mean, it's, it's so quiet that it's almost like when a guy does his job so effectively, you don't really notice that he's on yeah. a, a streak like this. He's done it so well. Like, whereas GSP, GSP down the stretch had some trouble. Like, he was, you know, guys were catching up, then the parody, the motivation, all those things, they started to catch up to him. He was getting nicked. I know that, like, the Pondit the the H- fight. And the like, Hendricks fight. The yeah. Hendricks fight, a lot of people thought he lost. I, I On first watch, I That's thought fun. he lost. Um, so you, you're getting into that territory where it's like you're now looking at the details. Of these guys run if he's able to just go through this this fight come out unscathed and maybe he does meet a hamzat down the road he's gonna have to meet hamzat he's gonna have to, unless yeah. he
1: says but that's a big one it would be strategic but unless he says sorry guys i just finished off my welterweight weight requirement i'm going up to light heavyweight tomorrow i think that's the only way people wouldn't get on him for not fighting hamzat right now i think that's the only way weight. but Probably. that's more for future mm-hmm. to close on Kamaro, is it safe to say unbeaten the ufc the only two close fights have been Colby 1 and 2. Is that the only two is that I the only like hiccups that he's had? The Edwards That's fight
0: was competitive uh, for a time. It's uh, like started competitive and then it's tilted away. Yeah, the other it, way. it it, 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 it Kamaru, if you watch the first fight, I feel like he has a little bit more trouble in round 1 than you might remember, yeah. but by round 3 he he was taking over. Um a good question I mean, he's been going down a bit in the masvidal years. first fight but that was a weird fight when they flew him out on a week's notice I don't know if he struggled i don't know if
2: he struggled. yeah that might be strong but i mean he, he did, struggled
0: you know, but i think people expected dominance and i think he, yeah. in that sense he perhaps struggled um, honestly man you're hard pressed to like just thinking about that not many he hasn't right? struggled like that that's that often, the
1: argument I mean. that keeps habib in the greater right goat conversation it's a trendy one but you say okay he didn't fight everybody wanted but he's undefeated, and
2: he freaking dominated everybody. He's never short been of taken down.
0: Gleison never been Huber. cut. Yeah. Never, been, never been
2: knocked down. I mean, those stats matter. Like, you think about that, you're like, dude, it's chaos in there. For 15 straight fights, he's never been spent a minute on his back. Somebody, you know what I mean?
0: Like, crazy. Those, those stats are nuts. That's bananas. Man. Still, where are you in this conversation? Like, I think it's worth it, uh, having it out loud. How does Kamaru compare to GSP? Now, let's talk about a world, assuming he wins. Well, we will talk about the Edwards side because we're sort of like, oh, come going to win. It's going to be so great. But of course, yeah, that's always the danger. He may not. But let's <laughs> assume that he does for just a second. What would then you say? An actual comparison to the GSP resume. Actual comparison. GSP. It's hard because GSP
1: had a bigger impact on the sport because it was he that was true. he was like a pay-per-view draw and a superstar. Something Usman hasn't gotten to. Although I'll give him credit. Not only has he evolved his game since becoming champion in large ways that you got to wake up and go. Yeah, I guess he is the pound for pound king. He's fucking great. Uh he hasn't made the kind of leap into people's hearts or into people's bank account like GSP has. Now that might not matter at all in this discussion, but that's a big difference between them. He's been more dominant than GSP, but would you say GSP over the long haul fought better competition? I don't I mean, I don't know, I don't know about
0: that. I can say he had bigger fights. Yeah. Right? In terms of fights of men- that meant more. Well, I could say just in terms of the size of it, how much was the world paying attention and how much did that affect the stakes? People think it's either commercial or it's actual, right. but yeah. there's a blend between them as well. One kind of reinforces the other, more so the commercial reinforces the stakes. People pretend there's more stakes when it's more commercial in a lot of ways. But
1: should Usman deserve more praise? Because GSP, if there's any knock against him, it's that he got safer as the wind streak yeah. and the rain went on. Yes, he Usman, lost, of course. It's not, okay, Usman's not knocking out everybody, but... Since joining Trevor Whitman, he's upped his game, and and you can't call him one-sided anymore. You know, I mean, the striking's not in the level of the wrestling, but he's working at it. I mean, does he get more credit than GSP because he's doing that late after becoming champion?
2: I don't know, but I feel like with GSP, like you mentioned it, I feel like the scrutiny was so much higher on him. Like each one felt like such a big event. He was one of their original pay-per-view draws. He was the you're absolutely right, yeah. And it's like he was the first big ambassador of the sport that took it out of its uh. Like, he's showing up with suits and, like, just making it seem like he's an actual sportsman, like a professional athlete, where some of these guys weren't doing that. I felt like he kind of mattered on such a scale that was different during a period when it needed it, when it's Mm -hmm. defining itself. But, like, you get into Usman, and obviously, I really think that he's been more dominant over this course of time, but it's just been very quiet. And I don't know if, I don't know, maybe it's these reasons, like, we're not paying attention to him like we were GSP, but, man, I mean, his run, and especially, like, even just, the Masvidal fight we were talking about, the second one, just kind of putting, planting the I'm going to take you down in the first round so that Masvidal kind of like not sure what he's doing and then just clubbing him with one of the greatest knockouts. I mean, just his punch goes right through his face and all the way through. Like, there's no yeah. – the, the fist never stops. It just keeps going as it goes through him. I mean, that stuff. And like, stoppage that stoppage of Gilbert. You, that's, you have to look at that, though, and you're just like, dude, he beat him at his own game. And like, the stoppage just, of Gilbert yeah. still holds yeah, up. And the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. I mean, his last couple fights – in historical context, we should be talking to him about him more like this, I think. you know We really should, but it's just he hasn't had nearly the spotlight that GSP did. I just feel like that's the case, right?
0: What, what, how would you describe the relationship between Kamaru and the fan base, either one?
2: Well, they were booing him for the Masvidal fight, which is insane. What was it, Jacksonville, though? It was like someplace. The rematch, you mean? Yeah, the rematch. It was like Jacksonville, which.
0: Well, he got yep. cheered eventually. I mean, that, yeah. that knockout was hard. Well, the, that's Everyone what I loved mean. the But as they
2: introduced him, I'm like, and that's just something you, I don't think that we've really seen from GSP ever. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like he was, like, the superhero for the sport. Um, He was. But... He was was freaking cool, too. I don't even feel like he's polarizing. It's almost like the Josh Koscheck thing back in the day where it's like, do you care? You can love me or hate me, but do you care? They
1: respect him. They don't love
2: him. Right. That's kind of where he's at. I feel like he... He still falls into a place where I'm not sure everybody cares. And but like he gave him a
1: brawl. The first Colby fight is one of the best fights in the company's history. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not 100%. like he's holding back in terms
0: of his performance in any way. I'm not sure why it is. Is he honestly. a
1: little? Be honest, is he a little. Is he a little corny? Is he a little corny, Luke?
0: I think that early on. <laughs> I mean, I am just easy. No, I'm trying to answer your question. Like early on, did he ha- he had an early game that was predicated on control more than yeah. a lot of other things. And by the time he got all of these finishing skills and then the stand-up skills and all that kind of other stuff, the fan base is still kind of stuck on the first impression. Plus, remember he had that time where he won. He was like, that was 30% of me. And, you know, I believe him that he had a bad injury or whatever, but the fan base just roasted him for it. The Um, first
2: impression thing is a big point because I think originally during his run, he was not above figuring out the way to win. And how is he going to win? He knows he can wrestle. He knows he can put you against the defense and just make life miserable for you and dump you on the mat like that's what he knew he could do that even in the first uh, Edwards fight there's a few boos in that crowd mm-hmm. and I was there and I kind of remember that portion of it even though you know, you know you know that he's a he was minus 300 people knew what he could do already at this point but uh it's just it was his early impressions of maybe being boring but it really hasn't played out that way as his career has gone on no. but I feel like that first impression somehow still lingers you know what i mean like it's not it hasn't been completely it's weird gsp
0: i remember when he began to make wrestling the dominant form of his game that there was this like you know there was some reluctance about it because it wasn't quite as exciting as before but it was like more like wow this guy never wrestled along these other d1 guys and looking at him out wrestling him and you know they were sort of seen as like savvy and a sign of like the game's development kamaru leveled up with his striking, right, like that's a new thing he built on the job, and and he built it on the mountaintop against like right. Burns and that Mosvitol. Right. I mean, that's the Mosvitol one. I mean, it's not sufficiently respected in that yeah. way. But at the same time, like dude, GSP's fights, they, they were enormous. The Serra sure. fights were enormous. The and Shields he went on to win enormous. a second title,
1: which I know isn't part of this
0: welterweight. The Dan Hardy fight was enormous. It you know? was Newark. You damn right,
1: it was. Um, Usman, I mean, look, if Usman wins this and then fights, and beats Shemaev, it's going to be hard to say anything negative against him. It's perfect because that there's that's a the guy the like w- that coming up. Right, because you it's can perfect. say, okay, was this the best welterweight era, even comparative to GSPs at certain
2: times? Maybe not, but that's the guy, The man. fact that Gilbert Burns is almost pulling, like, the Rocky, I just want to go the distance with Shemaev. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. kind of pulling this, and there's a silver lining to that. It tells you where we are, perception-wise, with where Ham's at. is. Now, if he gets by Nate, which I think most people think he will, you just and and obviously if uh, if Usman's able to win, I think it really does set up the thing that would make him that in, into that goat. I feel like that would set up the match. Yeah, that would put him over that
0: way. Also, know? something to think about, Chuck. I would love to get your sense, which is to what extent is like if he talks about moving weight, he talks about going to 205 because obviously his you know I think he and uh, the middleweight champion. Asanya, they
1: call him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Adesanya, you can say uh, that. I, I was gonna get to it, fuckface.
1: <laughs> I thought you were, you
0: know, like like a blind man in the or orgy just, no, just like no, no. searching
1: around. I was like, here's the boob, and put it no, right sorry. in your head. Yes.
0: Sorry, yes, no, no, no. Uh, I was just taking my time, but okay, yes. Suckle it, right? Just, <laughs> I mean, just welcome it in, right? You know. There's, I, I want to dunk so much. Tune hard. in Tokyo. I mean, whatever
1: you're into, really. You okay,
0: <laughs> uh, Adesanya, the fact that now you can't have him move up, he doesn't want to go to 185. But the, imagine a world here for a second, Giggle fest. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just please, let, let it I'm out, here, Chuckles. Let I'm it here out. for the
1: hardcore analysis, okay? So, please, get uh, it on.
0: The point I'm trying to make is, imagine a world where Izzy is just at 205. So, now you have middleweight as it stands. Do you favor uh, a 185 version of Usman to beat Whitaker? Because that's really the central question here. Wow. Whitaker is the best guy. Wow. You're not yeah, naming, right it, dude. He went wow. Does he do that? Because that's I will tell you, possible. I don't know the answer, but I I would not be surprised if you won. Oh, I would yeah. Not be surprised if you won. Oh, put some I, respect on the damn Reaper. Come on. No, no, no. I, I, but I dude, d- do, you don't think, you don't so? think that's competitive? Okay. You don't think that's competitive? I think it's oh, definitely it's competitive. Yeah, would, it's competitive. Rob What yeah. that's a, if he got that win, that would be a is very it safe nice to
1: say line. Usman's better than we than we thought he was and better than we might actually know he is right now.
0: I think so, and because he can't get really tested at 185, which would be the, the natural assumption. And he could very well fit that weight class, given he's already huge at 170. Mm-hmm. There will be a lot of I people watching this going,
1: what the hell does Rocky Edwards have to do to get you guys to actually talk about okay. this fight, let alone so Rock. Let's talk about him for a
2: second. First this he is- gets relegated over to uh, Salt Lake City. Now we don't even talk about him.
0: Okay.
1: Know. <laughs> you know. Plus, plus, when people think Rocky, they think Raquel, you know?
0: They might. They, they also know. might think the guy from Philly. Uh, I'm Keisha yeah. in the in that relationship with you, definitely. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know what that yeah. means. I'm the
2: corner that wouldn't throw the, the towel. But anyway, go ahead. Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: wow. Okay. okay that's, that got Mark dark. Montoya over I here. here we go. All, go. Um, all right. So let's talk about Leon Edwards here. Here's a guy whose career has always been good. He has always been respected. But uh, in terms of like critical acclaim. But has definitely hit some roadblocks. A couple of key losses mm-hmm. along the way. Obviously, one to Usman. Uh, but more than that, the pandemic really derailed that specific sprint. You could tell he was ready to make the Bilal fight. He was, gonna that's make right. The big BT sport ride. had made a huge, uh, great hype package for it. And then the pandemic hit and it kind of all crazy. went to shit, even though he was involved in the Jorge Maslow incident. Where do you think, what do you, what do you make of his contendership rise? Chuck yeah. and uh, uh, let's, let's start there. Talk, talk me through what you see in his journey.
2: It's weird with him because of the Bilal, the way that that thing, you know, in these big showcase moments, I feel like there was something strange that would happen, right? Like, there was that. Um, he's had other weird things. I mean, and if you look at his career... No, wasn't it Woodley
0: he was supposed to fight? He fought Bilal and got eye-poked. Right, yeah, he's the eye had, poke, he's yeah, had
2: yeah. consistent... But the one... The moments he's supposed to
0: break yes, through... Yes, they're supposed to break through. It's I mean.
1: never... Even Nate
2: stole the
0: thing Oh, I, That's not mean, yes, even, I even see not i saying. Even you, with
1: yes. Nate,
2: you know, obviously, like people talked about in the fifth round when he gets caught, I feel like he's always got a little bit of an asterisk to his name. And then even like if you look at his uh, his rise, I think he's been fairly masterful. Masterful at sort of figuring out the rhythm of a fight, figuring out what's going to happen in a fight, and just kind of exploiting it and going with it. Not maybe not a, the greatest finisher, because honestly, when you look at his resume during this whole time, he's got a submission victory. He has that eight. I don't even think this fell into the uh, the, the the run itself, but he had the eight-second knockout, which is like still I think a record for the division. And then he was one second away from like going to a decision against Sabata, right? Like he was—that mm-hmm. should have been a decision. But all everything else is a decision. And so I feel like he's one of those guys who's like he's happy to—he's kind of happy to figure out how to beat you and beat you. And I guess that that's what makes it a little bit like a little a stretch of the imagination to say how are you going to do that against Usman? How are you going to figure out yeah. what he's bringing he's and perent- be able to beat him over five rounds? He's parentally so, you know I mean? underrated. That's true. But he's is he also kind of
1: overrated based on who he's beaten in this win streak? Where where we like I
0: mean You believe you believe Edwards is overrated?
1: Well, I'm not saying that outright, but I believe that we look at him as so underrated because he's never been able to get over the hump commercially or get sort of a fair moment until now, right? He's always sort of been that guy who was most deserving but least likely to get the call, right? Through that though, because he hasn't beaten uh, the, I guess the level of names you would expect yeah. for someone with a win streak this long. Not always his fault in terms of the matchmaking, obviously, you get my point. But does he enter this fight with a shot? Is that shot, yeah. are we not seeing how good that shot actually is because he's underrated? Or are we he's overvaluing kind of it because of the win streak? I'm trying to really figure out true. who exactly he is. Because and I
2: feel like people are all over the extremes on this, too. I've talked to people who think Leon is completely underrated. And people are sleeping on him, that he can have a chance to win this fight, or will win this fight, or the the reverse of that. You know what I mean? Is which we saw yeah. that already happen yeah. in this fight once. We're going to see it happen again. You
0: know? Right. Well, a couple of things that we did talk about the fact that Kamaru Usman's coming off of surgery on his hand. I'd be curious to see at 34, maybe he's older than that. I have to double check his age. 33, maybe um no
1: he's pushing 35 he's not yeah yeah, yeah that's he, what i mean
0: like how that's gonna heal yeah. this is his first fight back since then remember the fight got delayed for mm. it it was supposed to be international fight week uh and on top of things and it, and it didn't materialize anyway so here we are with that but with edwards i will tell you you know what stands out to me about his game his game is super smart like he he problem solves right over the course of five rounds and he doesn't he manages risk really well in all the positions he has a clear purpose and assignment and he understands exactly where everything's going to go on the feet as well he begins to set distance and pace it's super thoughtful and you can see him problem solve round over round the problem that I think he faces and this is a commercial issue as well there's just not a lot of devastation to it right it's incredibly intelligent that's, a, that's why like a coach might watch him and be like Dude, this guy's fucking good yeah he is he's really fucking good but he just hangs around being really good what do you think though because I, you watched the first fight just like I've watched it like yep over the course of the
2: fight, Usman understands how to just, like, over overcome him.
0: Basically, just to, that's that's you, where it do, comes down to. It's like, if you watch the first fight, there's not a huge gap between Usman and Edwards. Like, in round that, one, you're saying? That. In the entire fight. I mean, by round three, it was not... It was obvious. But he wasn't getting his ass kicked. Even yeah. though know, It was kind of settling into a rhythm. That's what it was. But yeah. it wasn't like... Dude, Edwards didn't get the shit beat out of him at all. Like, this was not... That, that, that thing in the first round, like, he was making trouble for him as well. It's like... The gap between them is insignificant. It's like, but what's the thing that gets you over the hump? Yeah, I don't know, yeah. but I can say if Kamaru is diminished or didn't take it seriously or the hands an issue, you know, the difference between them is slight. Any yeah. change by do Kamaru you, flips you it.
2: See the, the, do, but do you see the takedown defense? Because I'm like, I guess what I, when I was That's looking at effect. that, he got takedown. He got taken down six times the first time. Yes, it kept getting easier for. That's right. Went. Now, he got easier over time. Like, just kind of looking at Leon's run, set. not everybody was trying to take him down. But guys like Vicente Luque, for instance, was able to take him down, and uh, Gunnar Nelson was able to take him down a few times. Yeah, but
0: he beat both those guys.
2: I know. But I'm just saying, like, but, I mean, can you, like, I guess all that considered, like, is his takedown defense good enough? And if he is taken down, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like some people think Here's that's inevitable. To can say? he do it?
1: He said, Look, you called Leonardo words thoughtful earlier. Super. I was thoughtful in high school. Really thoughtful. <laughs> I didn't get laid, though. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, can, that, can he get over the that's hump believable. with what he's bringing to the table no, based on what Chuck just said? You know what I mean? <laughs> can he actually win this fight,
0: Luke? Uh, something would have to be different about their dynamic, right? If their dynamic is, as we're discussing it here, I don't really see a path, to be candid with you. But, but if, Uh, if Edwards has a really inspired moment, it's just, it's just hard to like, see him dude. uh, Let's talk about this aspect too. Dude, this would be a fucking monumental win mm-hmm. by Edwards. Offset You beat the number one pound-for-pound yeah. fighter in the then sport. And spoil the thing that's supposed to, you know. And this, this inevitable coronation yeah. we keep talking about with Edwards. And also, with excuse me, with Osman. And one aspect we're not really talking about, it's hard for us to know. He said Osman,
1: right? Yeah, Did right. I say Osman? Yeah, it's, it's cool. Robbie Osborne. going
0: to. Yeah. What am I saying, Osman? Sorry. I'm also talking about the UK effect here. Dude, there's a, oh, big, yeah. there's a big need that's for a like, who's going to be the next star. To beat the number one pound for pound guy. I like how
2: people were talking about Aspinall. He might be the next uh, champion. At, to go home overlooking Edwards, who had yeah. a fight. To go before.
0: home with yeah. that belt yeah. back yeah. to the UK. Come yeah. on, dude. That would launch him into fucking start, at least for MMA. I mean, you beat Haley Joel Osman, You get, you know, you. Make, you know, I mean, it's Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. It's cool. Just, yeah. you know, just spitting out sounds at this point. <laughs> Seriously, though, what do you make of this, BC? Don't you think that, that we've talked about the UK market in boxing? It'd it's be monstrous. red hot,
1: and it'd be his moment, dude. Like the fact that every morning, combat or every time Chuck's on the ring or. Show and all your, all your various shows and websites. really just these two. And we're basically going, you know, yeah.
0: You're not very monogamous with us. no.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, Rocky deserves I'm, I'm better. I'm like the
0: people out in Salt Lake City, you know what I mean? That's right.
1: Yeah, Rocky's better than he gets credit for being. Can you actually imagine him going over the top and winning this? It would be massive, considering he also has a loss to this guy, but that was long before this guy was the Pound for Pound King, long before the evolution that we're talking about. It's, you know, Rocky's evolved as well. But correct me if I'm wrong, he hasn't had that one moment, that one fight, that one situation where you're like, that's what I needed to see to believe
0: that he can win this championship. Like a real catalyst moment? What was that Mm. moment? I Don't know. Not really. I mean, he
2: was on his. Was
0: he on not his really. way
1: there against Nate?
2: Was he on his way to a five-round washing Where you're like, well, yes, but he wasn't. I mean, it would have just sort of been a pedestrian victory in the end. Yeah, the only I think, reason you were actually, talking about it is because of the, the the dramatics in the end.
0: Yeah, there was a there was a belief that Edwards was going to wash him, like it was going to be you know a, a beat down and stop him, and it was just you know it was it was clear, it was dominant to an to an extent, but not like a. Okay, what, he didn't rough him up. What's yeah. the
1: most likely path to an upset victory if this happens in Rocky? finally gets his moment
0: what is the way this happens I think Usman it's obviously he's hard to catch on the feet I can't see a scenario where the first fight plays out again that's what I was going to ask you right is that
2: now you were talking about the acumen or the IQ I guess of Edwards what do you think about Usman in this scenario because he has shown market improvement on the feet like does he fall in love with the idea of like I could show the I could show the world that I could beat this guy striking because they you know, like, for defeat
1: when you well, get that's, that's what that. I, I mean. Yeah. But
2: sometimes these guys they do that sort of thing and like uh, do you see a scenario where he's like wants to make that point?
0: Dude, I again, if it goes if if, if round 1 of this fight is really just round 4 of their last one, you know, that's yeah. that's not that's not a winning path for Edwards, I don't believe. No. However, however, again, I'm going to go back to it, dudes. People people like Kamaru are special, right? And they make the job look easier than it is. But, dude, the difference between Kamaru and the contenders, well, we can say whatever we want. The truth is, it, on a given night, it's thin. It's thin, which is why doing it 16 times in a row is fucking yeah. extraordinary. Yeah. And so, I'll go back to it. If Kamaru is doesn't manage risk well, if he tries to strike too much, if Edwards you know, turns it up a little bit, if there's any lingering issue with the hand, any of those factors can overturn the apple cart. But, like, should Kumaru win, I think you, there's a very clear path for him. Right. We're going to see the Camaro wrestler. We're going to see the old... Think so? I think he comes back? And then the there's old... that potential, right? Right. Like that it's just kind of... I mean,
1: I, I agree with the spirit <laughs> of what you're saying, that he's going to try to show that full evolution, because yeah. this represents an opponent from the old Camaro era, and that, Kamaru, that era was still dominant, too, remember, by the way. Remember, they
2: put but... uh, Ronda Rousey on the cover of Ring Magazine, didn't they, after her knockout of Bech Caheya? Yeah. yeah. And suddenly, she was a boxer, and they were talking about her being
0: able to beat... Yeah, that went you know. poorly, I heard. <laughs> I don't know how it worked I heard out. that went very poorly. So. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> remember that gif of her remember that gif of her yeah. throw, you know it was like she was yeah,
0: uh, I heard I think her I don't think why do we pile I don't fall on her why do I don't
2: we do I don't know that? but I don't think Usman's falling into this but I'm like the bottom line is he hasn't proved enough especially after the the uh, the Masvidal thing of course we've seen him beat Covington after that but you just never know you never know in a fight if they're just like you know what I'm going to prove something you know what I mean so there is a little bit of a, a wild If Hoppe
1: had taken her name in marriage would you have been okay with that it's 2022
2: <laughs> Yeah, would've been okay with yeah, that. me too. That would've been a nice gesture. That would be funny. Okay. Right. He is kind <laughs> of, he is the Yoko owner <laughs> of MMA. <Wow. laughs> well, you're
1: gonna go that far? Wow, okay. <laughs> okay.
0: All, right. all right, back to Luke. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. let's pick it up. All right, well with that in mind.
1: <laughs> did, it, did it fall? Did what it was drop that? Right. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's so. talk about the co-main event, okay. please. Here we go. Uh, what uh, is uh, it again? Luke Rockhold is back after three years, I believe, Taking on wow. Paulo Costa. Boy, that feels like a crossroads fight, huh, Chuck? Jesus.
1: It's been a long time since we're talking about Luke
0: Rockhold and like <laughs> a. I think, I, mean, I, bo- I think both of them I mean, haven't won since 2019. The
1: Blahovich fight at 205 was sort of an experiment, even though they could further level back.
0: Yeah.
2: 2017 for
0: Rockhold. Uh, well, he beat David Branch. Was that his was his last an, time. I think it was 2017. That might be right. It's been a while. It's been it a long out.
2: ass time. One of those fights. I mean, honestly, when you're looking at it, where where where's the weird part of it? I think it's Rockhold because he's been knocked out three of the last four times. The last three times he's knocked out very violently, and you worry about him a little bit, right? Like you're like, I don't know, is he? Do- why, why is he doing this? He's gonna hang on to this, and he's going against a guy who had a major run for knockouts not that many years ago. Like he was, you know, there were four or five leading to the uh, Israel Adesanya, you know, that whole thing. So it's it's one of those fights. I'm like, you understand why they're booking this from the name value, from the ranking standpoint, from the like what these guys still believe they have in them. But there is a real potential of sadness, a sad note to this one, um, especially from the Rockwell position. I know that um, yeah. you know, Costa's lost a couple in a row as well, but I don't feel like he's in the same spot. This is a guy who's a former champion who at one point I think really did turn our heads and say, wow, how good is this guy? And then that Michael Bisping, it, it seemed like a fluke at the time, has derailed this whole situation to the point where now he's in this type of fight and you're not sure how to look at it. You know what I mean? So it, it has that weird, sad note, potential sad note thing um, for, for Luke Rockhold. But, uh, I
1: don't see a scenario where Luke Rockhold doesn't get stopped in here. And I love Luke Rockhold. Yeah. I want him to dial it back and, and find that guy again, Luke. But even if Costa... Yeah. Look, I got a lot of questions about who Paula Costa still is. Kind of mentally no. mixed with the physically. From the whole fallout of the weird... Red wine. Red wine incident. <laughs> and, you know, even coming back and losing to Vittori, it, it's like he fought... He fought like a knucklehead in a way. He fought like, I'm just going to lean on my power and brawling and take it on the chin and keep coming back. If that's who he's going to be moving forward, he could probably still win this fight by knockout. I mean, we're asking a lot of Luke Rockhold right now.
0: It's a lot. And he came back and decided to go back to middleweight, you're right, which was previously hard for him to make. I do wonder about, I mean, you could say what happened to 205 wasn't any different, but, you know are there durability issues in general and in and specifically at 185 these are big questions against a guy who is wild but a heavy fucking hitter but in Paulo Costa and Costa you know that derailment that BC's talking about against Izzy that did a number on him but he did show a good life I thought in the Vitoria fight even though he, showed he lost heart okay yeah. he showed yeah.
1: toughness but did you get any of those feels I did that from the interviews around that to the way he navigated that fight game plan wise that I almost feel like we may never see that dialed-in title contender again. We'll still see a dangerous guy who can win fights against certain names, but you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm projecting a lot, Chuck. No, no, I get no. that. No, I just no. saw I things he's... that weren't that didn't give me a good feeling about
2: the direction. We were talking about had. this with Pettis uh, last week, or whatever it was. We were mm-hmm. talking about Anthony Pettis, and you're like, the way he, the way he lost, it's the way he's talking about it, the way he's kind of casting the blame and stuff like that. That you're like, that's also a red flag. It's not just him in there getting, uh, you know, outworked or outclassed by somebody. It's, it's the way they're losing. And I, I kind of catch that a little bit with both guys, honestly, you're not real happy with the way they're losing in the sense of like how they're handling the way they're looking at it. It's not really on par with some of the way, you know, the outside, yeah, they're beauty. both
0: riding a losing streak. That's, getting into that's this. true.
2: That's true. And I, I feel like, yes, that definitely applies. To to Paul Costa. Okay,
0: the but there is a happy ending potentially, right? Depending on one's perspective, certainly. If yeah, Luke, if they both go to the party afterwards and just slay together. The, which, them two, <laughs> oh them two, I, I know them <laughs> two. Oh my would, god, they, they would. would. Those two would walk in and then, in the words of Charlie Murphy, walk out and just drain the club. All the women would leave <laughs> uh, okay, but let's say Luke Rockhold wins. Hey, that's a relevant. That's why tough, this
1: fight's wild,
0: right? Let's do that's a big ass win if is. he gets let's it. Let's get
1: hyperbolic here because of his name. And because he's called out Izzy a whole bunch of times, like he's not out of the question of getting a title shot off this win. Seriously. Seriously mm. think about it. The, the, I would think the promotion would
2: want nothing more than that at this point. That's man. an
0: interesting thought. Yeah, I haven't yeah. really thought about it. Well, he does They're have They're fast-tracking the contenders. Luke Rockhold is a name. big he name. He would not
2: be the Colt main event if he didn't. If he didn't still have that juice on his name, like I just don't yeah. believe he's in this spot. But, uh, man, I mean, if he's able to pull that off, this is one of those things you're like, you're never quite sure. Because we have seen the rare example of guys who they look like they're in the twilight of the career. They're getting knocked out. And they have like a little resurgence. And then we just see them get knocked out three more times down the stretch. And you're always like, uh Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know where he's at. But I, it would temporarily get there. But I'm not sure I believe in his... Long-term durability and to do that, I think he's 36 or 37. That's what I mean. 37. He's got
1: big strike durability. Issues. He does. Now, look, when you look at who he gets stopped by outside of the Bisping one, which was shocking, although it was a clean, clear left the, yeah, hook I on mean, the chin. A, uh, Look, I mean, he got knocked out against the most violent version of Romero, the most fucking violent version of TRT oh, yeah. Belfort we'd ever seen, right. and what uh, against Jan one weight class up, but I think the He also got
0: rocked a little bit by David Branch. He gets... he but gets the connective
1: tissue, whether we're talking about prime Bisping or this after... I'm sorry, prime Rockhold or this aftermarket version, is he fights <laughs> arrogantly. He fights too well, arrogantly. Yes, yes, And I don't know if he has a suspect chin as much as he just sometimes puts himself in spots where you're risk. like, that wasn't right. a good spot to be in with your he hands never in that position, really a you know?
0: I mean, yeah, because here's the thing. It's like, dude, Luke Rockhold can wrestle. And for folks who don't know, his jujitsu jitsu is excellent it is excellent
1: his kickboxing game is sick when he's but this is my point like dude why would
0: you imagine again taking down bohashina is not so easy but let's imagine like he is that is that in play it seems at least on paper it should be part of the attack no matter what let's see what he can do with it because if you can just take his back yeah oh my god like dude that's a very winnable fight for luke rockwell but he has to to your point he has to choose to fight in that dimension uh, provided. What's
1: the best Luke Rockhold you ever
0: seen? The Machida fight, maybe? The first Bisping fight with yeah, the one-armed well, he, guillotine yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. fucking yeah. from Mount. Do you feel that like was, he's ooh. a
2: sentimental favorite in any sense? I mean, like you know, some guys like they're a the, former champion. He stuff.
0: definitely had a, an audience that was applauding him in some way, even though he's always been polarizing. But yeah. heading to the Weidman fight, yeah, I felt like both guys had fan bases rallying around the each like each one in that. Still way. sad
1: we never saw that rematch at 199. I still love that poster of the two of them. I wanted to see that fight back. Yeah, it was a weird one. I still would see an old guy version,
0: although can Weidman? No, no I don't thanks. Want yeah, I don't want to see that.
1: All right. <laughs> all. Dude, has Weidman ever lost in the cage as hard as he was stopped by Patty Stenger at the end of that Millionaire Matchmaker episode? When, you mean uh,
0: Luke Rockhold? Yeah, she sent him to hell. Wow, I didn't see With this,
1: the way he treated no. those girls, you know? Yeah,
0: you know, he was doing his thing. Again, this is the question we, we had for your like, what was it like when you got famous and then women saw, suddenly were in your DMs? He was kind of like. like yeah, they've kind of always been there. <laughs> I know, like, like oh, you know, I never right, really right. had a problem. Right. I never really had an E-mails. issue with that. I mean... <laughs> he, like, he, like, didn't even send the question. He's like, you guys just Dude, can't did get you laid ever, well?
2: Did you ever see you arrive back in the day, like, uh, were you ever around events? Where, is it, I remember going to a pool party that they you had to beat him off with a stick, it, bro. It was, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I've seen him in Vegas, too, multiple times, too. It's not a problem for that guy. Yeah, he, Let's put it that way.
1: Rockhold in <laughs> Southern California or... Costa on the beach in Rio in a speedo. Who cleans? Okay, up this more? conversation
0: is getting <laughs> this conversation is getting stupid. We're now into wardrobe. We're now into wardrobe. But the answer your question in the latter. Yeah, uh... the answer. Is, the, answer is, the answer is Costa. The answer is Costa. Okay. okay. Uh, well, let's talk about him for just a second. So let's imagine a world where that. Okay, so Luke Rockhold wins. Yay, people are happy for him. Okay, but that would mean Boshinio would be on a three-fight losing yeah, yeah. streak at this that is point. After a like a big... And you could say whatever. He lost to Izzy, the champ, or Vittori number one contender. Fine. You lost to a guy who, yes, Luke Rocco's obviously very good, but it would be on paper. A guy who went fought in three right. years. That That'd would be a, a bad loss. Sting. That would
2: sting. That's gonna that's gonna hurt
0: him. That would hurt that would like his stocks, I feel like shaky. I his think stock he's after a, the Romero fight was all time
1: high. I think he's on his way to being just a name action fighter who trades wins and losses at this level. I, and I don't want that for him. But I feel like no, I like what's true. the best what's the most together competent future potential champion version we saw was it the incredible fight with Romero was that the the
0: best version of him I mean I his mean... game there are God that fight was great. Hendrix was yeah, a nice was great you ask me like what's a nice win Hendrix was a nice win he gave Hendrix the business you're right Hall um smoked him yeah the the Hendrix one I like a little bit more yeah. but yeah yeah. I mean,
1: dude, the version of him, I mean, he, he pushed that pace against Romero. He made that fight that crazy.
2: Yes, but it
0: was you know, he took a lot of damage.
2: I would feel him. like at this point, if he loses this fight, it would be one of those steep ledges. Like, where you're like, this guy, I felt like he was going here, and then, you know what I mean? Like, it would be like a very, very steep decline for a guy that you thought was going to do a lot more, you know, at this point. But
0: I, We also can't tell if the pre-Izzy episode, where it was the wine and not sleeping, right. and then just totally like just not having a great performance. Was that a one-time thing? Right. Cause remember heading into this fight, there was the whole, uh, a nurse alleged that he assaulted her over a vaccine oh card. God, Cause it's that. just like, I mean the most MMA story imaginable.
1: Uh, and there are so many. And then he gave his credit card info to Rumble, and you know, it just I mean, it just devolved from there. You, you get know? the
0: you get the idea. Yeah. It's like it's like what's going on with this guy? Yeah, and they were like, Carol, do you have? He a has a good TV. Okay. Yeah. He has yeah. a good team around him, and obviously yeah. he's got ability. But you still wonder like, is he gonna like you know get have yeah. a nice steady performance again, something like that?
2: I just think this one was sting. I'm not saying it would be the end of him, uh, you know, but. This one's gonna hurt. I don't think he regains the sheen. Where he's at right now, a co-main event in this type of status, where he actually still has oh, a machine? chance. The sheen, the sheen. Wow, I like that. It's very manly. Yeah. Yeah. Here's. Here's like, I just. So, I feel like he'd lose that for good if he loses. The
0: how fight. does this compare to the Gustafson situation? In the sense that, like, long time back, finally coming back, probably to the more appropriate weight class. Remember, Gustafson tried the heavyweight thing. Same ending. That's same ending. How same ending. Are we gonna like? What, oh. what, let's let's say let's say it looks like that, right? That's, let's ending. let's talk about that scenario. In that scenario. Is that it for Luke Rockhold? You think he yep. probably hangs it up after that? It seems like, he, and here's the problem, I think dude. So. It's a ferocious puncher. It's a ferocious puncher. I think puncher.
2: so. And it's funny with Luke Rockhold. Have you talked to you've talked to Luke before? Not like. recently. Okay, but I mean, like, he's a guy who actually does have certain business outside right. of. Like, he's, he's, you know, he's got life outside of fighting. But he's a weird guy, man. Who like he gets stuck in his crawl. Like he wants to correct things. I feel like in part that's what this is. He he has a kind of a, a rivalry like a rivalry or unresolved thing he wants to do with this guy. But if it doesn't go his way, I don't know if he has it in him just to walk away at that point. Like mm-hmm. without getting a victory or something. he's one of those guys, you know, I think that would want to go out on a high note. But he does have um stuff like he was doing modeling and all kinds of stuff at some point. I know he has other business ventures. I feel now, like he's Loren, I mean he was doing yeah. legit stuff. I mean he, he I mean he's got life outside of fighting. So I would like to see him. You always wanna see guys get out gracefully as they can, you know, but uh and he's he's up there in age, man. I mean it's yeah. not gonna get better.
0: I just point. I just feel like he doesn't actually have to win, but he's gotta show life. Well maybe
2: that's it. He's gotta maybe show that's life.
0: That's
1: an interesting question. Is there a loss that's a win for him?
0: If he goes in there and is like competitive and like wins around yeah. and is fighting his I can heart see that. out you know, doesn't get it done, but like, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing that. It. It's a different yeah. thing at that point, but it's still a good but thing. Like, we
1: got a great fight for you next, Sam Alvey. There it is. You <laughs> oh my know,
2: God. Yeah. Sam's been right. booted. He's we'll pour one out for Sam. You know, <laughs> okay. bet you brought Sam. that conversation to a halt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it's all, apparently it's the only thing I'm good for. The old BC grenade. Poor yeah. Sam. All right, Poor
0: Sam. Um, We can talk about the uh, feature fight on the main card, which of course, a great fight. Jose Aldo is back. Yeah, I love, I love this one. Taking on Marab. I'm gonna, sh- I'm sure I'm fucking his name up, but they say on the broadcast, Wallace Wheeler. There's a V there, but it, they pronounce it like a W. Seven-fight win streak for Davalish Wheelie. Seven, in, incredible. It has a win over the guy that beat Aldo in the sense of Marais. Now, I, he got a slightly different a one by the British time Marab fought him, although Marab had to come back from defeat. Here's how this one looks to me, Chuck. Tell me yeah. if I'm wrong. BC and I have talked about this a few All times. Right. Aldo shown tremendous life advance on weight. Not perfect run, but he's shown very-
1: Three-fight win streak?
0: Yes. Yep, and he's shown re, against good fighters, not the best ones, but very good ones. Yeah. Uh, here he is against a guy who is not as skilled as him but has maybe the most impressive motor in that division and maybe in all of UFC or even MMA, an, an, an absolute insane cardiovascular conditioning level. How's this one going to go, and what's it going to mean?
2: Well, if I'm Jose Aldo, I'm watching the first half of the Marais fight with uh, with Marab and saying, like, okay, look, this is how he was doing it. And it plays into his strengths because if you're, if you're watching that fight, Marais was just, like, taking his lead leg and just, like, whapping it. You know, he was just, like, attacking it and setting up what he was going to do and then he put him in deep the deep water very quickly in that round about midway through it that's what I'm doing if I'm Jose Aldo I'm I'm looking at that and I'm saying we can we can duplicate this we can do something like this because he's longer he's rangy you know I feel like that that's the game plan but man that's a tough tough fight when you really think about it because Marab (laughs) just Marab it wasn't just that you saw him like get rocked and all this stuff because then it's like there's uh, well he looks he looks mortal, but then he doesn't in the same round which is he just turned into insane. a zombie yeah. It, was like, yeah it was like one of those crazy things. I went back and watched that recently. I was like, dude, this it's still as improbable to watch the way that round played out as the first time watching it live. That shows the guy, it shows how much he got Yeah, and then his corner just telling him, like, hey, man, now you've taken his best shot. Now go break him. You know, and it's like he goes in there and breaks him. That's a tough, tough man. He's dude, facing in there, man.
1: Jose has to control yeah. all the terms of this fight, and it's going to come through some of those yeah. ways that Marais had early success. Of course, if, though, if Jose's actually able to keep himself off the ground more often than he's on it, and if he is allowed, through the threat of his power, to control those terms and do at a pace which is more pleasable for him, what's Marab's striking level at at that point to compete at the, to, on this level?
0: Haymakers, which they land in MMA. They land. Yeah. Um, but it, Haymakers. So
1: you're saying Murab's A game has, which is an incredible A game, has to be in effect for him to win this
0: fight? Yeah, which doesn't mean he has to win every round, but overall he has to find a way to take – by the way, actually, this is the interesting part. It's not a five-round fight. It's a three-round fight. Yes. Um, so you got to put a pace on Jose yeah. here. You gotta, uh, yeah, I don't believe that they made this one five rounds. I don't no, believe no, that's no right. it's three. So here you are with a situation where if you're either guy, dude, I mean, you you can't be, like, giving away rounds in on this one. There's just not yeah. enough. Uh, I will say, though, if it's shorter, it favors Aldo, right? It's less of a yes. sprint he has to go. You can imagine him winning the first three rounds, and then four and five, Marab, just utterly ready to run a fucking marathon at that point, begins to really put some steam on him, but that's not the situation it's we face. That's not the situation yeah.
2: at all, and that makes this more interesting. That is true. That is true. As a three-round. It is a little bit more. It is. It's an interesting fight. I just, man, Aldo, the, I will say this for Aldo. I don't know how you guys felt when he made the drop initially. This was five fights, now the sixth fight at Bantamweight. When he was doing that, I felt like it was such a horrible idea. Like this is a guy, yeah, desperation. Also, a guy who struggled to make 145 most times. Mm-hmm. He was like, when when people talk about um, anybody dropping down, who you're like, there's no way. That's how it felt. Like he was dropping down to weight, and for him to be in this position, where now he can place himself into contention again, you know, basically because they gave they gifted him on Legacy the first contention at Bantamweight. You got a like, off a loss. Right. So it's like they gifted him off of his uh, his career. But this would be like where he earns it. This would be one of the the crazier Twilight turnarounds of any champion we've seen in a reinvention. It would mode. also be a
1: Frankie Edgar-like way of constant reinvention. It's in always, okay, you lost against that elite guy, but two or three fights later, you're right back in the contention. That sort of Frankie yeah. Edgar after winning the title or especially, originally.
2: Especially against
1: Marab. Um, we know, you know he just teased what that stake potentially for Jose. I mean, he may cut the line with a win here. This is as tough a fight for Jose as you can imagine the division. What about Marab? Did he cut the line with a win? How crowded is this bottleneck title picture atop
0: it? It's a great question, right? Because we've got, I mean, the most insane, unlikely fight ever. You've got Piotr Jan I at know. UFC 280 fighting Sugar Sean O'Malley. You're like, what the and fuck? Wins, you
1: got Aljo no. Dillshaw, which is a badass you got fight.
0: Corey Sandhagen. There's a lot of turnover yeah, that's about to happen. So what I would say is it's kind of really hard to map that out. There's so many permutations of how this could go. But for sure, I'll say this. If you're Morab and you get a win, certainly puts you in play. If you're Morab and however unlikely you may think it, if you stop Jose Aldo, Ooh. that is some that extra be juice on your contendership card. Big and look time. at what it
1: did to Jan. We were like, oh. And Jan sure. had to do it the
0: championship rounds, I believe. I believe that was yeah, round four. Yeah, I mean, he did
1: punch him in the back of the skull 54 times, but that that happens. In fact. You're right but he didn't.
0: <laughs> you, you didn't see him complain after the fight about it too much. I don't I did, By the way.
1: Talk about reinvention. Jose coming back from that loss, now back at this level again?
0: Yeah, I thought that was going to be the end for it. Jose coming back from
1: the two, because the Marais loss was just technical. It's
2: a quiet storyline again. Even on this fight week, I'm like, it's just it's unlikely, right? It's just so unlikely that you would be able to do all those things. You know, go through the losses he did, the weight cut that he's doing, and then all of a sudden have a run in that division. I just don't feel like anybody really
0: saw that. I was going to say, here's the thing about Aldo that we should discuss, though. Even if he beats Marab, and even if he beats Mirab convincingly, yes, he could cut the line. But there's some uncertainty about that, right? He's in play. If Omalley wins, there's no way. Right? If Omalley, if Omalley starches Jan, which again is unlikely, but let's say it, you know if this is the fight game, shit like yeah. that happens. Uh, yes, that I mean, all bets are off at that point. But what I would want to point out is, what if Aldo loses, right? In that world, because right now he's playing with like a faint hope of a potential right. one more go at the title. It's not like losing to Moravi is losing to some bum. You're not. You're losing to a very talented fighter. But it would kind of signal, given the other losses, that you're not going to beat the top five guys. That's not right. where the state you're in anymore. Do you think he buys into that idea? Or what happens if he loses? He's
2: one of those guys, man, who I feel like fighting is kind of what they do. You yep. know? He's one of those He's going to find something to make him stop. That's what I'm saying. You think like, so? I, I think so. It was funny because... It's sort of like Anderson Silva back in the day. Because when they were on their highest runs, they were like, they were threatening to retire at any minute. Remember? They were always like, yeah. I, I'm pretty much out of this. Nah, I'm going to take another. You know, they keep going. But he, in actuality, like, I really believe he's one of those guys. He's I don't see him wanting to quit. You know what I mean? I, mean? How, I don't think you're just, even doing what he's doing unless you really want it. So we're not
1: you know. here to necessarily romanticize the legacy of Jose Aldo. I think we're going to do that in another clip tomorrow, actually. Mm. Which romanticize the <laughs> way it's freaking incredible where he what he's done. But how about how quickly he responded to the starching by Conor, the two stoppage losses against Holloway, mm-hmm. the reinvention at, at Bantamweight, and oh, and it didn't go his way at first. He lost, but then they gifted him a title shot. But then he was viciously stopped by that young cat. But now he's built another win mm-hmm. streak. It, that, this is what he does, man. It is and and when, does. It, when it's what you do and you're that great, but your intangibles are also as great as your Have elite you, skills are, you're going to always believe you can come back again because you've done it. That's why Muhammad Ali lingered until, again, they physically removed him. You know, I'm not saying Jose is Ali-like necessarily, but they're they're this. closer to each other than, than Jose to a lot of other fighters. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's of the all-time ilk. People have long said, hey, BC, when you're always talking about the upper room of the top five, you never mention um, Jose. And I always say, okay, he's the tier right below that. But if you want to put Jose in the overall GOAT category, it's not like anyone's going to protest outside your building and say that's a bad idea. Mm. This guy's done it. And it's because he's always able to find that extra what's left inside. He's always going to believe that it's there, Luke. So I don't even think if he loses here, it deters him from trying to find a big fight after that. I'm not saying he's trying to fight the winner of MVP and and Mike Perry at BKFC, but I'm saying, you know, <laughs> look, I still want to see him in a rematch with Conard at any anyway,
0: You know, that would be cool. Um, or would that have well, to like be a, lightweight right now? They have to. Yeah, it I mean, that's to not be. top of the priority list. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Still, just the same. If he loses, I do think it calls into question. Again, although, although I'm, maybe I'm contradicting myself. That turnover at bantamweight could be extraordinary. There's a lot of different ways he could play this, yeah. but it would I, it'd be a bad sign for his. He's not getting any younger either, by the way. Um, uh, Do you the, feel
2: like he's safer? Like, I mean, maybe you guys are going to slightly, this. slightly safer. I mean, obviously, like he's their decision victories. He's finding ways.
0: He's fine. You know what I mean? Like, he's. I don't but he's think it's
1: safer. A, I think he can't fight at that pace anymore.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Especially with the
0: weight. I'd buy that. I, I think he's just again. There is a trade-off between smarts and not all the time, but there is something of a correlation between how smart you are and how devastating you are. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, you know, he's. He's he's devastating. Some of the leg kicks have made a comeback, which has been everything
1: nice. he throws is with full power. It's stuff. with
0: full power. He commits. He's not afraid Even of contact. And this one, uh, but yeah, he doesn't quite have the sting, maybe yeah. in the ways I that he mean,
1: can. when he got the shit kicked out of him twice against Holloway, to be blunt, I, I I respected him like so much more than I ever had. Not that there was ever reason before that not to. He's alleged He's the king of Rio. But the way he yeah. went out there and was like, "I am going to keep trying to win this fight until you stop me." No? I remember just thinking. This guy's a fucking savage. I mean, he is absolutely about it, about it, and I think that's the same spirit that's the, still carrying uh, him. The Peter Yawn fight.
2: I mean, like he just the way he went in there and did that. I was like, same thing. I mean, it, I have ultimate respect for him anyway, but it's just that it's just such an improbable thing, you know. I don't really. I mean, obviously, this is the the real truth moment because you're going against a guy's seven fight win streak and he's kind of bookmarked. I think a lot of people are like well, this guy's going to be a champion eventually. You know, like, people see him that way. Is he the best? This is supposed to be when they put him on the ice floor and give it a kick and say, so long, Jose Aldo, you know.
0: I'm just thinking about this out loud. He's the best fighter in WEC history, right? Yes. Yeah, he has to be. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, he he was a lesser version of who he is now in certain ways, obviously. But in terms of, like... He had, like, seven title defenses. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was, was...
1: Maybe it was... Three he there the and then of, seven in the UFC? Beat,
0: beat yeah. Uriah, took the shit out of Uriah. I mean, just took the belt from Mike Thomas Brown when Mike Thomas Brown was a fucking hammer. And then, uh, you know, the shit he did to Cub and stuff. I mean, he's the got... first Mendes fight, too? Dude, he, I mean, he was just... And I was in UFC, but, but still, still, he was yeah. wrecking people. It was crazy.
1: Worked, All right, so to flip side, to end this, Marab, you know that cabinet I got that I add tools to often? The, the Russian hammer, hammer yes. cabinet. I know he's, what, Georgian? Georgian, that's right. <laughs> do we add him... Long Island. Do we add his mallet... To the cabinet, which has uh, you know, to be fair, right now in the cabinet, it's 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 Rachmanov, it's Mahachev. Let me feel around right here is um Ankolaev, Usman, it's all, it's Magomedov is, all is all over here, uh, Magomed, <laughs> Dude, Magomed is karimov is right over here, or maybe Magomedov. Sorry, Magomed, Magomedov. Is this is you being a creep, yeah, nice, grow back. Do we have room back here, Luke? I also have a few other uh. Uh, uh, Eastern European hammers, we're going to add him to that, to that group, right?
0: Yeah, he's in there as well. He's not there yet. What I would like to see, right? <laughs> what I would like to see is he could win based on the skills he has. I think it's not the likeliest outcome, but certainly possible. But if he can start putting some real... Um... Leather. The thing is, a lot of people have to apportion their offense because they don't have the cardio to power it. They have to, be, they have to think about a strategy that they can maintain for 15 minutes if they have to. He really doesn't. So, yeah. dude, open up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to get hit, but, like, you can do what you want to do. Just get good at one particular aspect of it. The cardio can power you as far as you want to go. I think he learns, too, from that last fight. Like,
2: he's one of those guys, man, who's still on the on the come-up, still very hungry, training that way. Like, he, before that fight, like, so, he, you know, that round, that round was what it was. It was a classic round. But, like, you go backwards, and there's really very few rounds where anybody's beaten him. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think, core. Uh, Salmon yeah. had like a, a round which was pretty good. But if you go backwards, he has a lot of thirty twenty sixes, thirty twenty sevens, or thirty twenty fives, Just all over like the he's yeah. he just dominates guys.
1: You I know what the I mean? Chimayev Hammer's also in here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, have a guy him. like Ricky Simone, who's leveled up as well, Ricky Simone had that hard fought win over him. I think, you know, this is an interesting fight for Mirab because he gets a big name and he's earned it. Yeah. But, you know, I would like to see him begin to put together some real, like, amazing. Ground control, yeah. ground. Slow the fight. You can go a million miles an hour. Slow the fight down. And start putting some steam on these guys.
1: You think we'll ever see the heart punch be a prominent weapon in MMA?
0: That's when the, the BC grenade. Here it is. Yeah. Just rolled it in the room.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it can't feel good if it's open. The pun, pun. Hit over Chuck, the if you leave that open, if you and I ever cross each other in yeah. like a bar or something, and we're yeah. like, we had a good run, but you know, fuck you, Chuck. I'm going right for your heart.
0: you're doing like the Jim Carrey Dumb and Dumber thing where you pulled out of his chest to put it in a bag and give it to Lauren Holly? (laughs) (laughs) Is that you? Yes.
2: In the dream yeah, sequence.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, that's going to be fun. There is one other fight of note. There's a Miranda Maverick There's, fight on the card. No, oh, no, it's the uh, Romanov. The Romanov yeah. okay. taking Alexander on Alexander Romanov from
1: Romania. That's right, from Romania. No, Mo- no, no, Moldova. A, Moldova. Moldova, Moldova yes. Let me put some respect on the Moldovians. Yes, yes. He was the largest betting favorite in UFC history in his last fight yes. It's Chase Sherman.
0: Taking on Marcin Tibora which is Great. the right next fight for him. Dude, this guy Romanov, undefeated, kind of strong, kind of fun, kind of got a little edge to him. I like this Five fight. Five finishes. Right.
2: All on the. Uh, you know, that's that's tough.
0: Right. That's tough to do.
2: His grappling I feel like throws show, are sick. Showcase, right? you're you're putting him against a tough escalation Here's, of
0: opponent. Yeah, tough escalation of opponent, but one where like if he is the right. goods, he should look good. Right, I think that that's. This
1: is it still is. the Augusto Sakai level, with all due respect. After Ty this, Ty tough. He's after tough. this, you're going to be knocking on that next level. Like he make he may catch a Derek Lewis coming down after this, right? Like that type of level of matchmaking.
0: That's fair. This. It's time. Yeah, it's, it
1: might be time. If he bl- if he blows Ty Burrow away, if he makes. Tybura.
2: Are you gonna put him in your little grope box back here? Or like That's a good what? question. That's a good question. I mean if he's
1: if able he makes Ty Burra look like Sean Gannon <laughs> did against Brandon Lee Henkel. Dude,
0: that was a bad one. <laughs>
1: A deep bowl, Right? Dude, I'm on BC. BC's like just let me find it. It's under here. Let me pull Dude, that it was out. a terrible fight. So Sean Gannon. For folks yeah, bad tats the, been, too. dude. Dude, yeah, Sean yeah.
0: Gannon beats uh, Kimbo underground. UFC signs him, and then Brandon Lee Hinkle goes in there <laughs> and demolishes him. Yo,
1: but also between that, between the signing and the debut, Sean Gannon got those tats of like the angel wings on his shoulders. It's not a good look, man.
0: Not a good look. I heard by he's by having it. a rough go of it. Well, glad to be seen. They there.
1: should have had that rematch yes. in Elite XC.
0: That's what they should He's have. I'm Seth sure. I'm sure. You don't. I'm sure Gary Shaw. Instead right.
1: of Seth Petrozelli it should have been.
0: Seth
1: okay. But they, they're telling Sean me Cannon. in my ear, we've done a, a strong hour, a power hour. All you right. want to go any further?
0: No, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> He's been Chuck, trying to get out since half hour. <laughs> Chuck, how can folks find
2: your work? Well, they can go to themyth.com. M I T H. Yes, M I T H. That's where I'm at. Twitter is Chuck Mendenhall. So those are the primary places. Go to
0: the Ringer thing. He does, yeah, the Ringer, yeah. the green room. Uh, we
2: do the Ringer MMA show. That's right. Um, every Thursday and most Saturdays after the event. Pete
0: Carroll, yeah. Area hawani
2: P.C. Carroll, Area hawani Big community. It's you know it's a lot of fun. They've it's it's grown exponential over the last year. We just passed our year mark on it. So, nice, uh, nice. Yeah. It's been nice. Yeah.
0: Good.
1: Any 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 pilgrimages to Colorado coming up?
2: Uh, not till December. Yeah. back to the motherland yeah bro
0: the dispensaries there will put you on your you house. love Denver. His- you actually love it. i remember the glory Whoa. you're having a good time out. you
2: know Denver. what i learned today
1: <laughs> his you know father and his grandpappy and his granddaddy's daddy they were like mountain
2: men in colorado they were you know,
1: the, the, the mountain men my sister lives uh outside of boulder when you go up into the mountains there's legit mountain men.
2: oh there is there. and uh i'm george charles mendenhall the fourth and george charles mendenhall the first is still in a mine that blew
0: up at 28 oh, years old shit. in mudville colorado whoa oh that's so. a,
1: that's like that movie you talked to me about the 13 mile. those
0: were thai kids who are yeah. on a soccer team who were trapped in an underwater cave <laughs> very close connected <laughs> t- <connective> <laughs> tissue. <laughs> all of whom were extracted uh it's the exact opposite. yo
1: shout out to baby jessica if you're yeah. watching
0: by the way she made it out <laughs>
1: she did yeah she did okay but, oh, by man. the way if you know the movie alive i do yeah yeah <laughs> i've told luke that like I've I already like donated that my organs. You can check out my license, but if it comes down to it in any situation where we're together and he needs the, to survive yo, he can eat the shit out of my ass flesh, okay? <laughs> Don't toss the salad, bro. Go right for the meat, okay? I'm not eating you
2: know that I mean? liver. I'll tell
0: you that right yeah. now. Man. That's that's yours. <laughs> that's,
2: that's great. I can't yeah. tell you how happy
0: I would be to go hungry. <laughs> I was <laughs> delighted. I would. Do. I love be, how
2: every five at the five minute mark, every time is when you like decide to. I love how
1: Rogan would be like, Well, Luke, how did you survive out there? He's like, Remember that co host I told you about? Yo. Some dude. Yeah. Yo, yo, I ate that. Wouldn't Rogan ass. call you some guy? Yeah, uh, that other, other guy. The other guy. The other
0: yeah, guy. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Co-host. Okay. And the if other I tatted guy. was that my... when you were on the show? So when I was on the show, I called him the co-host. <laughs> if
1: I tatted and then Rogan, my ass, Rogan so, uh, someone else called
0: him that other. Guy. If I did uh, your
1: dream and tatted my ass ahead of time, would you be more
0: or less likely to eat it? Would that change the meat with the ink in there? It might. It might. I might be more inclined to eat that artwork.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this, this anymore. Is... <laughs> I'm done. Okay, I'm done. You what know? have I done? you I feel like Pat Barry in this
0: T-shirt. You know, uh, that's it. Uh, Chuck Mendenhall. <laughs> Fucking Brian Campbell, Luke Thomas. The show is stupid. Really,
1: right? It's the
2: worst. Get out of here, right? <laughs>